You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. Hey guys, it's Bill. Uh, Travis isn't here yet again. This is like three for three. He's not been able to be here, but I have a couple of guests and sorry, Travis, but one of them is my absolute favorite. It's my wife. Yeah. Take that, Travis. <laughs> she started out perfect. <laughs> perfect. There's nothing but love for you, Travis. And thanks for tuning in today. Uh, everybody else, and so sweet for Travis. Travis, I still love you. <laughs> Travis, who? Um, and then also we have two other amazing guests that we wanted to have come on for our love series in February. Valentine's Day just passed. I hope you got her something nice. Um, she didn't kill me, and I'm happy about it. That works. So, so the voice, the man behind the voice, would you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is James Adams, and I'm married to Cindy Adams. These two are awesome. Don't look surprised. <laughs> she likes to tell people we've been shacking up for 35 years just to see the shock. It's only for the tax break at this point. Truth. <laughs> we want to invite them on. In fact, Cindy, uh, Cindy and James have a, have a beautiful story of God's redemption and also God's continued Mm. restoration just like the rest of us and uh, so you know uh, we wanted to invite them on just so they could so that we could uh, share with you uh, a little bit more about who they are and the journey that they've been through so why don't you guys share a little bit about how you guys met where mm. you guys uh, where you guys where it all started how about we share about the first time we spoke to each other okay why don't you take that one from your point of view well the first time I met James my um, sister brought him home and um, I was less than impressed. <laughs> she was underwhelmed. I think pretty starting out very great. underwhelmed. I was uh, reading. I was in in my summer of never dating again from Bible college, and uh, and just enjoying a nice book in my parents' house. And he walked in and said, "Wow, you dressed up for me." That's yeah. what you said to her. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I have a sense of what's appropriate and timing, and it was all there. And I said, who is he and why is he in my house? Mm. She right. still says that. Right? <laughs> I can hear it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so what happened from there? Um, well, what? and you have to understand, Help too, we out. were like, what, 19 and... 19 and 20. 19 and 20, so... He was in boot camp, or just no. out of boot camp. I was in language school, and I visited... Uh, I had uh, met her sister because uh, uh, a guy, a friend of mine in uh, the barracks had said, hey, you should come to this church. There's a lot of girls there. And I'm like, I'm going. Sold. It's never a bad problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Except he, she was the only girl. Yeah. He, he lied. <laughs> Mike Hobson, if you're out there, you're a liar. <laughs> so We've called you out. I met uh, Margaret, her sister, and then we, uh, I met Cindy. And um, I was underwhelmed as well, but I loved right away. I don't know if she appreciated it, but man, she is a saucy person. No tolerance for nonsense. It's awesome. And I was leaking nonsense. <laughs> well, and my mother had met him. Um, my mother's a pianist, and she was playing at a wedding. Oh, wow. And he uh, heard there was free food. So he Which was is there. a perfect 19-year-old Again, again free food. And yeah. um, she met him and liked him. And I said, was he cute? And she said, well, he's not your type. <laughs> And I said, why, Mom? She said, well, he's really smart. <laughs> Ouch. Your mom said this? 
We're going to go back into your childhood wounding right now. <laughs> There's a need for some healing. Tell right me about your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that was my first introduction to James. Wow. Right. You would think with all that to recommend it, why we weren't married sooner, but I'm not sure it was possible for us to be married sooner. No, we were married um, in six weeks after I met him. After that? What? Okay, yeah. hang on. Tell me the story because I've never heard this before. Six weeks. What happened here? A lot. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently. I decided I didn't hate him anymore. That's right. Was it like a moment or did you guys go on a couple dates or what? Like, how did this transpire? You know, my um, James didn't like to go home to the barracks and he was at my house every single day with because my mother would cook for him. Oh. Is that really the reason why? Be honest with me. Truly, yes. I hated the barracks. I, no, I, I mean, but, it, but what, was the cooking really the reason or was it? I um, think it was just, so her parents are super great people, uh, great they're great believers, but they really open their home to a lot of people from mm. the language institute. So there's young people from the Navy, the, the Air Force, the Army, all of them, and they all were missing home. And so Stan and Linda uh, created a place for them to come and eat and hang out together. And it was like a family. Mm. And so I really loved that. Mm. Um, but the fact that there were some ex- some attractive young ladies there didn't hurt. Um <laughs> Didn't but, downgrade the problem. No, I'm just I'm just flashing back. I'm way more mature than yeah. that now. But I mean, way back then, it was yeah, like, you oh. seem more mature. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, but then, no, I wanted to be there because yeah. it was yeah, and and I I loved her dad and her mom and her mom doted on me, which was a little awkward. But I've been always been okay being spoiled, and so her mom I was pretty much a favorite. Um, I didn't realize till later that caused a problem with. Um, her other children, however. <laughs> really? Yes. It was. Well, and what happened, what happened was. The truth. The truth is um, anyone who would take him home after dinner, it would take hours for them to get back because he didn't want to go back home. And um, they would go out for coffee. They would go for, they would do anything but go back to the barracks. So we would talk and eat. And, so, yeah. because I didn't like him, mm-hmm. they nominated me to be the person that takes <laughs> him home. Get him off, get him out. Because they figured I would come home sooner. Mm. And what happened? I was out the first time I took him home. I left at 10 o'clock at night, got back at 6 in the morning. Thank <laughs> Um, his walk. barracks were only a mile away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I could walk Smooth there. Smooth talker. In, uh, well, no. We went to we went to Carl's Jr. That's our first mm-hmm. date spot. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Jr. a date. We were kind of just talking. We and decided we didn't hate each other. Really, and like right was, there. Yeah, just seemed right. We just talked about a lot of stuff, and there was a lot of um, connection just about life and about things. And it was. Um, I've always been a talker, unfortunately for her. Um, but that we, we could, uh, we, we connected, we, we talked about a lot of things. So that's cool. Yeah. And so, so, so first date to what, five and a half weeks later or something, mm-hmm. you're in, you're, you're standing at the altar at the, just uh, the, in like my parents, room. my parents living room. Okay. So yeah, things. So if you fast forward, if we just cover the high spots, <laughs> exactly. um, if you, you want to just, uh, Fast forward six weeks of everything. <laughs> no, there was a lot that went on. That's so funny. I know. Yeah. No, there was, because uh, there was other things going on, other relationships that were were doing things. And so the bottom line is um, we, we got physically involved. Um, if you want to talk about awkward, we, I should say we, but she got pregnant. Uh, her dad knew about it before I did. 
It's great. Yes. My dad's a pastor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that the, wasn't awkward at all. No. No. So the upside though was is I had already talked to Stan about marrying Cindy. Um, mm. So God's merciful in terms of timing, in terms of let, not letting it be like, oh, I goobered this up. Can yeah. we fix it? Yeah. It was. We had already. We went for a lot of walks. It was in Pacific Grove. It was beautiful. And we, he and I had walked and, you know, I talked, I brought it up. We took a walk and then I didn't bring anything up until the very, like 20 steps from the house. I'm finally worked up the nerve. And then we took another like two mile lap and talked some more. Well, he asked for my hand in marriage and my dad said, no, I know. I'm like, Oh my God. She had to take the whole thing, not just my hand. Her, d- ah. her dad and puns are horrible. That's awesome. That's a perfect dad joke right there. I love it. Yes. It's ultimate dad joke. Absolutely. So in six weeks, and, and there was a lot of turmoil, I think, for people who are listening to realize, you know, we've been married now 35 years, but there's so much in the front yeah. end that wasn't um, wasn't Poor right. Poor choices. Poor cho- lots of bad judgment. Mm-hmm. Oodles of it. Mm-hmm. Boatloads. I think at one point, you know, just to put it there, it wasn't even then in terms of, okay, so Cindy's pregnant and we're talking about what to do. And I think at one point, if I can share that about the San Diego option. Like I have a choice. Oh, now that I said it out loud. But she wasn't, I mean, because we didn't know each other really. Obviously, six weeks is uh, a tight timeline. And um, she wasn't sure she wanted to raise a kid with me, Mm. which is a completely legitimate uh, concern. Absolutely. So one of her options was to go to San Diego and live with a friend and raise, raise the, the baby by myself. Oh, wow. Mm. And you guys have talked about that a little bit. Have you shared that with him? As we that? didn't talk a whole bunch sometimes. Um, <laughs> Which was why I was pregnant. Yes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Guess what? You don't get pregnant talking. <laughs> Think about it. That's a good, that's a good, that's I'm going to write that one down. There's some wisdom the, in that. Yeah, that needs to be a needle point somewhere. You want. Needle point. needle point on a pillow. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Or maybe not a pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No pillows, blankets. We're good. A curtain, a quilt, something. Yeah, yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, I think that's pretty much, and and that doesn't bring up all the family turmoil or. No, I had uh, met his family once. They didn't live there. Mm. Um, They they didn't like me. He was the golden boy. And he was the favorite child, the oldest grandchild. He was he was pretty much it. Wow. And um, he, I trapped him. Oh, that's what it seems like. Okay. No, well, that's what was decided. I mean, no, that's, I mean, that's what they seemed like. To, that's what they decided. Okay. No, they didn't they said seem. It. They, said oh, they, they said just it. said it. Oh, yes. oh my really? family. Oh, yeah. So the other part about marriage is, again, you talk about blending families. And mm-hmm. um, if you watch the ancient VHS video of our ceremony, when they said, uh, quoting from uh, Ruth, your family will be my family, your people will be my people. And she busted out laughing because I had sort of hidden my family. You know, it's like, how about just you and me, babe, and not, let's not talk about yeah. family. Her family was really cool. My family is a circus of full of freaks, <laughs> big time. And uh, when they said that, she just burst out laughing because she had met my family and started to get to know them. I she met was like, them the day of the wedding, a lot of them. Wow. And Bait they... and switch. <laughs> wow. Yes. No, they were making bets behind on, on how long our marriage would last. And mm. I think two years was the yeah. the favorite. Yeah, that kind of, kind of, kind wow. of, kind of made But us... Uncle Jimmy, we showed you 35 years. Take that, Jimmy. <laughs> well, no, he's what? been... Anyway, I want to say, but he's had other... Anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we showed him. <laughs> we showed him. But I love it. There, I know that there's people that I, that, that I have 
that we have talked to, we've, we've journeyed life with, who, who have had that exact situation. And, and then they, they, they wake up and realize, you know, they're, they're like, did, did we make the right choice? Because, you know, as a follower of Jesus, some of those people go, well, the next step, obviously, I need to get married. Um, but then they make the decision, and, and some of them are doing, I mean, they are doing great. And we've, I know two, two particular stories of, of individuals that are, that, are, uh, that, that are in those exact situations. And they've given, from that moment on, they've given that to the Father, and God has prospered that. So I love, I love that you're saying this because there's so much hope from what seemed to be a broken situation. You guys are already destroying. I know this is just the beginning of the story. And for those of you listening, that's why we wanted them on here because there is brokenness. But I love how God can turn that into wholeness. And, and not, not perfection, but, but wholeness. And so, okay, so, so as you're going, so six weeks now you're married. Well, and I think I would, real quick, um, so you can back this up. So that I think the part of it is, yeah, she's like, what are you doing to me now? <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of times in, in a lot of circles, not just church, it's like, well, you got somebody pregnant, you need to marry them, it's the right thing to do. I think even if you do that, you still have to go back and figure out why is this, why does this happen? Why is this a thing? Yeah. And it took us a while to get beyond what was appropriate and trying to make people happy to say, why is it that we needed to do this? And it felt okay for us. And why? Because we both felt, I think, outside in some ways of our family, and we felt we didn't want to be controlled and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, is is not doing the right thing is important at some level, but at a deeper level, especially for a believer, is why why is this why is this necessary? Why do you have to do this? Because mm. it's not living with a mistake or something that's so shallow. But yeah. it's like you're you're meant to be more powerful than that. Why did you put? Why did you? Why did you trade that in for an escape? Mm. And then now you're shocked at the consequences of your decision. Mm. Um, and that was something for us as we we were stubborn, but at, along the way we realized we were powerful people. Mm. Um, it sure didn't look like that in the front end. <laughs> Two survivors of a train wreck walk away. Uh, so, yeah, so it, I'm loving this picture of it. And so, again, there's a lot of, uh, man, there's so much already in this that I'm just like wanting to like dig apart. But I, I guess we'll keep on, we'll keep moving forward because I'm like, it's just, it's, it's already, I'm loving where this is going. And because knowing you two now and, you know, getting, getting to know you more and more all the time. I, I hear more of your story, bits and pieces from Sarah. Hmm. Uh, you know, she's like, hey, I, you, you, you'll never believe this. And as, as we said, hey, why don't you guys come on the podcast? She shared more. And I love it. And so let, I'll, just, I'll just shut up and let you guys keep on talking because I'm loving this. So uh, I think the next, I said 10 years. Where, where did we get out of the hell patch? When did that happen? <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Solid burn. Here, hold my hand. Thank you. I'm affirmed. It's all okay. That's right. No. Physical touch. Physical touch. Nervous laughter everywhere. No, we had a lot of um, we had a lot to learn about communication and um, <laughs> working together as a team because right. initially we weren't um, we weren't appreciating each other's differences mm-hmm. or what we each brought to the table. Um, I also, because um, not knowing his family, I came from a very um, milk toast, even family. Oh my gosh, they were dripping and, with stability. It was amazing. And Just... stability. And um, James didn't. And um, how that affected our, our marriage and our connection um, was, was pretty rough the first mm. few years. Um, so that, I mean, that, that's something we had to learn was how right. to communicate. Well, 
And that's a, a thing because when you, you, everybody brings some baggage into a marriage relationship. Yeah. So we were talking earlier about expectations. A lot of misery in marriages comes from unmet expectations. Yeah. And probably even worse, they're uncommunicated expectations. The other person's just supposed to figure it out yeah. through yeah. You know, ESP or whatever you're doing, or you're horribly passive aggressive, hence you drop. Um, but I think what it is, if we had been able to, if we'd had the tools to say, hey, the way you're doing this makes me crazy. Why are you doing this? And then without being threatening, and her say, well, this is blah, blah, that's the way I grew up. And I'd say, oh, okay, well, let's give that a try. That didn't happen very much. Mm. It was more like, I'm annoyed, but I want to f- seem superior, so yeah. I'm just going to stuff it down and pretend I'm okay. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to punish you with my silence. Yes, the silence monster. <laughs> so what, 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 what sort of expectations did you have when you walked into the marriage? What were some expectations that you had looked at and said, I would really hope that this is how it's going to be? And Mm, I did. I wasn't that developed, dude. I was. I was a brick. Okay. <laughs> Complete and utter brick. You had nothing. You just kind of. Oh, like... she was super cute. Even with a baby, she was like, "Wow, she is so hot." Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only other thing, my only strong suit was really that I could work, and that was later on in their marriage. She called it my bottle. Um, it was mm-hmm. my go-to, like an alcoholic, and that is, I could work, mm-hmm. and I could work like a monster, and it was my go-to. F- for a long time. So basically she provides stability and I worked. What but about you? Did you have any specific expectations that you felt weren't being met? Should be a boatload. <laughs> Come on. No, you know, it's interesting. I always wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was very comfortable in that role. My parents were great parents. Um, I didn't grow up in a family where... My parents never fought in front of us. They never kissed in front of us. There was no affection or there was no, none of that. It was a very, um, probably old fashioned. Very controlled, very stable. Stable British household. Mm. And so I never, the first time we had a fight, which was very early on, Mm. I thought I was devastated Mm. because I had never seen my parents fight so there was a problem mm. it wasn't like communication to me in his house you weren't communicating till you were fighting. fighting no if you weren't screaming and slamming doors you weren't invested you weren't even serious wow. so in our house so our house was like it was constant drama and so so he, every time he got bored he was looking for drama and he would pick start a, a fight pick he was a, fight. a fight picker and mm. me i'm not a fight picker i like everything Yep. To be happy. So and it's, wow. it was ongoing. So for me, when things were, what she would say, are, are good, I'd think something's wrong. The other shoe's about to drop. Mm. And so we need to mess with it because get ahead of it. Don't let it you know, ambush you. But I came from a household where you, especially with your parents, you never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And so you, you know, for me, if things were quiet, it's like, well, it's too quiet. And she would say, you're a moron. Things are good. Leave it alone. It's like, mm, can't do that. <laughs> I am not able to leave it alone. So what, what, what helped you guys get, get through that? Because, I mean, obviously, I, I see you too. I see you guys are in love. I see that you, when, when, I, when I talk about Cindy to you, mm-hmm. your face, you, you just get, you're just happy. And mm-hmm. so, so, so moving from that chaos or that mm-hmm. lack of music, what were some tools that helped you guys move forward? Uh, one, we decided that whoever wanted a divorce had to take all the kids. 
that probably made it easier on not getting divorced. Truth. <laughs> yeah, we had four kids by the time we were 28, and mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine raising four kids by myself. So I'll 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 deal with her for a while. But they've been gone for a lot of years. It got yeah. got real when the kids all left. Mm. Things are good now. They are. They're How'd they get there? How how did they get from from that to where it was like almost like I'm okay. We are just gonna. We're gonna call it quits once these kids are gone. To we're staring. Or maybe that's not even where, where you were, but like that thread of okay, you take the kids or you take you know, and that that kind of thing. You know that obviously that was a joke. More of yeah, us, more ingest. Um, it. I think what we realized is we didn't want to have what happened with his parents. His parents mm. divorced. His mom's on her fourth marriage now, mm. and we didn't want that. And we were um, we saw the effect it had on he and his siblings. Yeah. Um, he's got siblings from different marriages. They're not, I mean, and he's got a brother who's, what, 15, 13 years younger than him. Um, oh, wow. From, a, from dad number three. Um, it's the real dad. The real dad. Mm -hmm. The real dad, the dad that adopted. But I think um, we had decided early on that no matter what, divorce was not an option. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we were smart enough to understand what would be the other option. But it was not divorce. No, that um, was not even that. Just, that that's not going to happen. That's not even on the table. Yeah, yeah. And I we're love both, that. We're both very stubborn. Um, mm. Most days, our our world is an adventure, and I love it. But she said that she wanted that. And I told her I would never let her get bored. He he didn't tell me what that meant though. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys? What were some tangibles, or even like thinking back, like during that time, when you're like, okay, we need to figure this out again yeah knowing that divorce definitely is not an option well, i think it's the, the obvious is being connected with people there were there were several women that were older than me and my mm. and had been married longer that i would hear from because cool. i think a lot of times um when you are when you're your kids probably will know being pastor's kids we had they're perfect because we, we were in a we were in a fishbowl we were in a fishbowl and we weren't allowed to to make mistakes publicly mm -hmm. and so public that was something we were very careful of and you didn't ask for help because if you asked for help then you made a mistake mm -hmm. and so we never we never did that wasn't part of how i was made i'm independent i will figure it out myself i will fix it myself and i think we um at a certain point in the marriage, I'm not sure where it happened, we decided we need help. We can't do this. And um, whether it was women's Bible studies, trusted women friends, um, even counseling, we, we, we tried going together, but the counselor wouldn't see James <laughs> anymore. Um, because, really? Because James um, wouldn't do what he was asking us to do and mm. wouldn't he wouldn't participate in what was happening his actual we talking about jeffrey yes his actual words were you're being a chameleon and it's i can't see you anymore mm. um wow so again that's that i think is to bring up as a good point is the individual the value and the importance of where you're at as a person if you can't be happy by yourself being married won't help yeah that's a good point well a lot of people think oh if i only married you know, a, a certain guy or a lady or whatever. It's like, no, if you can't be happy with you and God, you're, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Cause you're going to expect that other person to fill that hole and they will let you down mm -hmm. and you're going to be disappointed. You're going to blame them. 
Yeah. And the whole deal is you. It's your circus. What, what are you doing about it? So it took me years to figure out that she wasn't responsible for me being happy. Mm. Well, and we talked about on the way over here, you know, the way he phrased it was the way we just lowered the bar. <laughs> <laughs> on, which sounds so negative, but but when I said, can you rephrase that? Yeah. You know, maybe we changed our expectations. Lowered the bar. <laughs> we lowered the bar just on twice what up. we expected. Yeah, and I think that's the reality. When you get married, you you want to throw everything into the marriage as being the thing and important, yeah. and the reality is. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. It's a covenant mm. that goes beyond your feelings because your yeah. feelings are going to change. Mine changed based on what I've eaten, my hormones, what I you know the drivers on the road, whatever <laughs> it is. But that covenant we decided trumped any feelings that we had, right. positive or negative. Well, the good part of this, and this somewhere Cindy's been talking, because I think you guys at, at work have been talking about the power of choice. Mm-hmm. And part of that through some of our family drama, extended family and stuff, is we've decided that you love, you choose who you love. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, there's a good chance that should apply to your spouse. Because a lot of yeah. times it's like, well, I'm married to you. Of course, you know, I don't have a choice now. I'm kind exactly. of you know, shackled Locked in here. in there. Yeah, and the reality, well... <laughs> But on the other hand, for me, my responsibility is I I have to choose every day to love her. Otherwise, she, we talk about this. Otherwise, she's just part of my furniture. She's part of my environment. She's who I got used to. Well, that's not a choice. That's not a relationship. That's my environment. She interacts with me, but she's otherwise she's furniture. She's just part of who I need to make my life go. Mm. That's not covenant, and that's not a relationship. Mm. Let me ask you this as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit for this segment, but how, what would you say to couples who have been in, in chaotic situations, whether it's, Hey, they, you know, Hey, we're, 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 we're pregnant and Mm. we need to get, or, or it's been 10 years and, and she's just part of my environment. I love what you said that. That's almost like, she's just part of, it's there. She's there. Right. And I'm doing my thing. She's doing her thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of couples that kind of just live that. What are, what is some encouragement that you would say to them? That's the first question. What's some encouragement you would say to them to, to stop that, or or maybe to examine their current situation, how they can realize, wow, we're we're not in the right place. So what what would you say to those to those couples? I would say, don't be proud. Mm. Mm. Ask for help. Yeah, yeah. That's something that we learned too late in the game, <clears throat> and I think that's that's that was critical for us. We connected with um, some, they call them relationship experts, um, but the they're Christians. The yeah. That's mm. the name of their company, but they're Christians and they, they're relationship coaches. Mm. And that was That's just awesome. in the past couple of years. We spent a year going every couple of weeks wow. and just getting some new tools, realizing that at 19 and 20, the tools that we had that we carried into our marriage mm. weren't necessarily um, super powerful. Mm. Mm or legitimate for where we were now. And I think that's, that would be my biggest, biggest advice was, is don't be proud, ask for help, connect with other people who, um, won't agree with you, your negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But will, um, speak truth to you Mm -hmm. for your relationship 
and will want to invest in your relationship succeeding, not failing. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll stick with that because I think that's a huge thing. Um, I think in speaking to other men, I think the, the pride thing's huge. Um, and it's not because we won't ask for help. It's because we're too proud and we'll just be in denial. Mm-hmm. I'll just go work more hours. Yeah. It'll get yeah. better. I'll throw more money at my kids, my family. Um, let down your pride. And the other thing is not lying. At one point, Cindy, mm-hmm. in a very awkward conversation, which I'll never repeat publicly, but part of it, her response was, and it's out of context, but it was true, it says, you're a coward. Mm. And that was, um, it was true. And a lot of men outwardly will have all kinds of stuff, have big pecs, big businesses, in control yeah. of all kinds of things, but they're afraid to be vulnerable to the person they should be vulnerable to. And they won't tell the truth. Mm. And telling the truth can mean all kinds of things. But even saying that, even if there's a man listening, he was already uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just going to say what I'm supposed to say and move on. And if I'm down, I'll go drink or go watch football or work, start yeah. another business. Um, instead of saying, hey, God's called me to be in covenant in a partnership with this person theoretically till I die. So I wonder what she thinks. Yeah. And I wonder if I tell her how I'm feeling, honestly, if she'll be okay. You know, Genesis 2.24 says that, you know, that the two shall become one flesh and, and leave their family and cleave to one another. And this idea, we've overlooked this. And I love that you said it so many times that this covenant is truly two bodies becoming one body. And you're like, this doesn't, it's awkward. Mm-hmm. It's not just a magical Cinderella moment. And it's a long, hard battle. So if you're out there, you feel like you want to quit. I love what you two are sharing because don't be proud. Ask for help. Connect with others. Like, Grow, grow a pair as a man and mm-hmm. be real with somebody and tell them, hey, I'm hurting. And that's what true masculinity is. It's the honesty of our heart, the authenticity to say, this is who I'm supposed to be because it's not just for me. It's for, for my spouse and it's for mm-hmm. my kids and it's for everyone who comes after me that if I don't show them, who's going to do it? Right. So I love well, what you're saying. And for the people real quick who are in the, especially for men who think they're in a leadership position and they have tons of authority and influence and so it's, it's scary to be real, um, or you're not sure. W- what I found is the more genuine I was, not with everybody necessarily, but with the people who counted, yeah. my influence um, was extended. And it wasn't because I did something better or marketed more. It was because I was more genuine, which involves mm-hmm. being just being a real person, not being a performer, not a gold star yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And it was interesting is the impact I have in people is multiplied and it wasn't because I was striving again, trying to get to the top of the pile. Or because you're perfect. Not, not at all. No, my, my wife reminds me of the glory of <laughs> being me. <laughs> so anyways, that, that's a big deal because a lot of men, like Cindy, Cindy uh, took to a lot of this stuff, especially when we did the relationship, marriage coaching. And man, she was after it. And initially it was me that was pushing for it because I thought we were dead in the water type of thing. And after a while, to be honest, I started getting uncomfortable. It's like, well, this is getting a little too real. And then I was the one that was hitting the brakes. Like, uh, yeah, uh, no, they're talking about things pre-marriage that I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it's too painful. I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And so that's the masculinity part. Is well, how how honest, how brave can you be? Yeah. Because there's not many men who walk around who aren't damaged at some level and aren't broke. So, anyways. In fact, if I'll be honest, I've never met a guy who's like, no, I'm good. Everything's good. I have no wounds. You know, I think the problem is so many guys, they, they've hit it for so long, they don't remember that they have them. And this is truly 
opening up those scars and cleaning it out. And you're like, I don't like any of this. This is no. not comfortable. The thing is, if you don't do it, you'll never be, you'll never walk in the power that God meant for you, especially as a man, as a human, men yeah. or women, mm-hmm. both. But a lot of men are basically copies of other men and they're not, they're not authentic and mm-hmm. it's not real. They're mm-hmm. covenant either with money or bravado or a horrible attitude yeah. or bad taste in clothes. But, um, <laughs> I don't think that ever changes for me, but my <laughs> wife dresses me fine. So, anyways, no, I love it. I love what you're sharing because there is so much hope for any marriage out there. It's never too late. It's never too late. You know, some would say, "Well, we've gone too far." I think there's always hope, and I think that you're right. It starts with just not being proud, dropping your pride, um, asking for help, connecting with other people, not lying, like just being the authentic you, uh, and and pursuing after what Christ has truly called us to. You know, the bigger picture that, that we are, we are, we are the, supposed to be the living example of how Christ loves the church. And man, this is why the enemy attacks us because we are supposed to be this perfect example. And so the fact that you fought for your marriage is exciting. It encourages my heart, encourages us, you know, and, and, and I hope it'll encourage you guys out there as you're listening to continue to fight, to drop your pride, to be real. So is there anything else you guys want to share really quick? Well, I was, I, in, in following up with what you said about being one flesh, I think the way it, it makes sense, my sports mind yeah. is that we're on the same team mm. Yeah, and, um, remembering that he's not my enemy, mm-hmm. that we're on the same team. We are one. Yeah. Right. And, um, I wouldn't want to abuse my body. Why would I want to do that to him? Yeah. Mm. That's good. So I think that that's something that for, for me is big. Just remembering we're, we're, we're on the same team. He's not the enemy. Mm. Right. The enemy is, is Satan. Yes. He's yeah. the one yeah. that wants to destroy my marriage. And um, I'm pretty stubborn. Hmm. It's good stuff, guys. It's good. I know we want to have you back and talk mm-hmm. a little more about post this children. and children and grandchildren and oh, wow. and you have an amazing story with with um uh your children's ex-spouses i, I want to you you're not going to want to miss this so we may do a little part two right after this just to share a little more of that but thank you so much cindy mm. and james oh, for being you on for having us. sarah thank oh. you for being by my side sure you're pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> check us out on uh facebook uh, known legacy ministries or instagram under known legacy you can check us out on knownlegacy.org for questions or comments or concerns uh info at knownlegacy.org we also have april 23rd is a date night so make sure you sign up for that we'll have the the link on our facebook page and uh, if you want to be a part of our of our mailer info at knownlegacy.org we'd love you guys to sign up Have a great day, guys. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.